This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by presenting sponsor T2 Asset Management LLC. Providing investment management and financial planning services with our clients' goals in mind. Hello and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I am your host, Dana Michelle, and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together, and living life intentionally. One thing that I have connected on with others is the aftermath of dealing with narcissists. Narcissists create a toxic environment for you before you even know it. And it can be tough to know a narcissist when you see one. They only reveal themselves over time with their self-serving behavior. I have some with me to talk about who they are and what they do. Welcome. Just kidding. No narcissist would come on a show to talk about narcissism. Actually joining me first are my good friends, Jordan and Aaron Carlson, therapists who help people deal with narcissists, among other things. Mm -hmm. How are you guys doing? Great. All right. Awesome. I'm so happy you guys are here with me. We're so happy to be here. Thank you so much. So let's jump right in. Can you tell us what is narcissism? Well, narcissism is a personality disorder developed over time um, where people develop certain traits um, that uh, protect and themselves um, and cease to be who they were and become something else. And I think that narcissism is um, often displays itself when people are um, very grandiose thinking. People are um, coming across like I'm better than others. Um, lack of empathy. Um, towards peers, towards others, um, and inability to show care for other people. Is there a defining moment when, when people become narcissists? Do they, do they often have things that trigger the narcissistic behavior? I think the actual like definition of when they become a narcissist is when they truly start damaging their own lives. Say that again? When they truly start damaging their own lives with their grandiosity and their own, you know, misconceptions and their own lack of grounding in reality. In what way? How are they damaging? Because we know how they damage others. Right. Um, well, I mean, obviously when they're damaging others, they lose marriages, they lose jobs, people see through the false veneer, and eventually, like, it, people see through that, and it does damage themselves. Yeah. Often financial, yep. financial mm -hmm. decisions. And so I think it's actually when they see that as being the actual disorder. What are some of the traits to identify a narcissist? Is there a sign? So like she was saying, the easiest one, yeah. like grandiosity. Just walking in, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, like fur coats and like, you know, toss them inside. <laughs> uh, like just that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, a lot of times I feel like it's like, um, once you are aware of the traits, you kind of start to identify them right away. Um, and there are oftentimes people that talk themselves up um, and make themselves seem better than they really are. Um, so, so kind of lying or inflating, yeah, inflating their life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like they might try to exaggerate um, things that they've done, accomplishments that they've had, um, places they've gone, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think another trait, too, is if you look at them and you see that they view their kids, their family, their friends as accessories, um, as something that just complements their appearance. Um, and and they're, oftentimes they're very critical of those accessories. Oh, yeah. If they don't meet the appearances that he thinks they should or she thinks they should, then they're very critical and very mm -hmm. hard and sometimes even get rid of them. 
Wow. Yeah, kids, like, spouses. Kids need to be number one on the sports team, getting the awards. The wife or husband needs to appear a certain way. We need to have a certain status, attend certain schools, those sorts of things. Wow. Do you think narcissism is on the rise in our society? I think our society has changed recently, and I think part of that is now the whole social media um, internet and everything, um, people are very focused on look at me. Um, and so I think that creates some of the narcissistic traits to come forward in our society. Um, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or what have you, people are posting pictures of themselves. Look how great my life is. Um, do I know if it's on the rise or not? That's hard to say. I also think a narcissist isn't going to come forward and say, I'm a narcissist, or come forward and seek out treatment. Well, so. But I would also like warn against that like narcissistic behavior is not necessarily mm -hmm. meeting the criteria yeah. to being diagnosed as narcissistic personality disorder. Do you diagnose narcissists in your, in your practice? Or do you see traits where you're like, aha? We can. can. Uh, have I? No. Yeah. Like, they're not going to stick around. But you can tell oh, yeah. when, oh, when yeah. you have a client mm -hmm. who's one. Yeah. 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 And oftentimes what I find as a therapist is that these are individuals that aren't just usually themselves going to come in for treatment. Um, oftentimes it's a spouse is making me come in for marriage counseling or the courts because of something that happened are making me come in. So usually they're being brought in by somebody else. What's the difference between a narcissist and a sociopath? Well, I think I said when I was reading, the one difference would kind of almost be the knowledge. Um, a sociopath can do terrible things to people, but he does it with intent um, to manipulate this and manipulate that. Where a narcissist is also kind of full of himself and a little unaware that he's not so great. Um, and so it's kind of the knowledge of what they're doing. Um, is one of the big differences in traits, even though they do very similar things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with the personality disorder of narcissism, the traits are long-standing traits, so they don't necessarily know that they have them. Um, so I think there's an awareness, like you were mentioning, um, that a narcissist doesn't have that a sociopath would have. Now, are these hereditary, being a narcissist or a sociopath, are these traits, are they hereditary? I think it's tough to tell exactly how hereditary this is. I mean, again, a nature versus nurture question. Um, could there be some ge genetic components to the brain chemistry that makes up their personality? Like, sure. Does that personality lead them to be more likely to be narcissists? Um, especially if their parents doted on them and gave them everything they want. Or if the opposite, they gave them nothing and this kid had to create a sense of esteem from, you know, being treated terrible. Um, I don't know. It's... Hard to say. Yeah, and it could be a combination of some genetic as well as a situational, um, so the nature versus nurture, and then I'm put in the situation, I get bullied, or um, I feel that I've been a failure, so now I want to overcompensate for that. Um, so that could be a mixture of both. How does association with a narcissist impact one's health? Badly. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I would say uh, that uh, they can create anxiety, depression, poor self-esteem. Um, I mean, even physical abuse towards children. I mean, all the side effects that go with that, like the physical effects, the not sleeping, the not eating, the overeating, um, high blood pressure, you know, that go with those kind of things would go with dealing with a narcissist. Wow. Mm -hmm. So dealing with a narcissist is bad for your health. It is. The bad. impact. Yeah. Very bad. bad. Wow. 
Thank you so much for being here and joining me today to talk about narcissism. Everybody wants to talk about narcissism. We'll be right back with some more friends of mine to talk about the impacts of dealing with a narcissist. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you worried about running out of money in retirement or having to work longer than expected to meet your retirement goals? If so, you're not alone. Finding the right advisor can be difficult. Most advisors are simply salespeople looking to sell you a product and collect commissions. Only fiduciaries are required to serve in your best interest. Managing wealth is serious business. You wouldn't trust a pharmaceutical sales rep to diagnose your health problems. So why would you entrust important financial decisions to a salesperson? At T2 Asset Management, we believe investors should demand highly qualified, unbiased advice. Our experienced team has been awarded expert designations in investment management. The CFA Charter is the gold standard in investment management, demonstrating our commitment to providing the highest level of expertise to each and every client. If you're ready to get serious about your future, Call us today to receive a complimentary report detailing what you currently own, where your risk is, and how much you're really paying in fees. Take control of your future today so you can enjoy the retirement you worked for. back to Dana Being Dana, where we're talking about narcissists and unlocking the mystery on how to identify them. Often people refer to dealing with narcissists in romantic relationships. However, some are raised by narcissists while others encounter them in the workplace or in friendships. Perhaps we should start at the beginning. I'm now here with my friends Katie, Paul, and Abby, who's also a therapist, so you help people cope with narcissists, is that yes, true? Yes, and we work with narcissists. That's right. People. So what is it like when you first encounter a narcissist? Um, so encountering a narcissist is pretty much like a magnetic attraction. Um, narcissists will target individuals who are very empathetic and trusting and use that to their advantage. So once you're in, it's really hard to walk away. Um, another thing about first encountering a narcissist is that they, um, there's a lot of tests that you're put through to see if you're up to their standards. What kind of tests? What do you mean? Um, different things, like to make sure that you can mirror their level of perfection and what that looks like differs from person to person. But with their target, they will um, you know, do tests like, are you okay with doing this or this? And if you're not, then you don't meet their level their standards. standards. But you also don't realize that you're being tested either. Right. So these things are all happening. He's testing you, she's testing you, but you don't know that it's, it's, there's something behind that. You think he's just being, or she is just being genuine. Listen, I think it's a lot of fun, you know, going out as long as you're not having to work with them. It's yeah. a good time. <laughs> well, and I think you're swayed, right? You know, they, they reel you in, they are, uh, it's all magical. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. they're charming. They tend to have incredible charm. Um, and that's one way that they pull you in. Mm -hmm. And a mask of normality. Oh, they have yeah. a, a mask on that's, you know, a normal face, a normal persona. And um, that mask is what really can easily trap you there. Yeah. Until you realize it's all about them, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all about sure. them. Yeah. Because you're, you're impressed initially, I think, with all of the things that they say 
about how great they are. Right. You're like, oh wow. You know, yeah, you can do this, you can do that, you can fly. That's amazing. <laughs> and so you have to see that. But yeah, exactly. Lucky. But they'll tell you they can, or they've done it. Yeah. Right up until the time you met. Right. What is it about narcissists that reel you in? I think they they tend to be very charming and um, think that they're very educated. So you become kind of fascinated with what they're sharing with you, and it it attracts people even if they don't have education right yes they may tell you that they yes. have expertise yes or, or have education and things and it's they made out of mm -hmm. graduated or they went for a semester or those types of things yeah, I also think they have a tendency to make sure that they're telling you things about you that you know make you feel good about yourself so that you know it immediately kind of gives you this confidence and you're like oh this guy thinks these things of me or this woman thinks this thing of me then you know, you're like, oh, these are. This is a nice person. And so they're very complimentary. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's what gets you mm -hmm. hooked in. Well, yeah. Really, they're getting to know you. They're getting to know things about you, so they can tailor whatever they do to what your interests are, and they can do it better, or have done it in the past, or have mm -hmm. you know experience with that too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then um, going back to the you know test that we were referring to before, when you master the test, you feel kind of like you're chosen to be part of their world, and that's an honor or you know a privilege. Um, and so that also is a super strong reeling in method. So this amazing Harvard grad, pilot, acrobatic, mm -hmm. diplomat, Peace Corps, mm -hmm. Olympiad <laughs> has chosen you <laughs> right. to Absolutely. be their friend, their coworker, their spouse, mm -hmm. etc. Right. Interesting. So how does the relationship with this amazing person called a narcissist change over time? Well, when the mask comes off and you see the truth of who that person really is, um, that's when things can take a really quick dip. And if you try calling that person out on any behaviors or personality flaws that you notice, suddenly you're the villain and they're projecting that blame and um, character flaw onto their target. And so the relationship can change very quickly once it's secure. So what is gaslighting? So gaslighting is when a person can manipulate you into thinking that you've done something wrong. Um, so for instance, if a husband and wife are getting into an argument and the wife um, you know, tries to bring her point across that you know, she wasn't yelling or she wasn't doing something a certain way, he can easily convince her, and this is vice versa too, he can easily convince her um, that it, it was her, that she is the one at fault, um, and then she walks away from the situation trying to figure out what can, mm -hmm. what can she do differently next time, and really she, she wasn't doing anything wrong. So oftentimes people talk about narcissists and dealing with them, and, and they go in you know, understanding that they've done something or said something mm -hmm. wrong, and then they feel like they come out and they're the ones apologizing. Yes. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, you're the one who, who said this or did right. this, and they're able to kind of flip the script, mm -hmm. and that's what the gaslighting yes. is. How does that differ? What is grooming? So grooming is, I think, the way that um, the person who is the narcissist in the situation um, reels in that person. And so whatever they can do to get this person in with them um, and trusting them, um, whether it's compliments or um, let's go for dinner or whatever it is to get them to trust them. 
and then the manipulation starts. So first mm -hmm. they have to get a sense of what kind of person Security. this is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like and, you said. Right, like it's a behavior modification, mm -hmm. a manipulative yeah. behavior modification. So during the grooming process, um, the traits that are desired, like you said, sometimes you lose compliments to get to that. Other times, you know, you might, um, a narcissist might use a hierarchy method of my way is right, no other way could possibly be observed as correct. So then the target would follow onto those rules or that hierarchy. And the scary part of it is a lot of times I think the narcissist doesn't even realize that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like it, not to give them any credit for it, but they, they're so sick that they don't even know that these are, these are behaviors that they're, that they're doing. Yeah, because they're grooming people. It's, yeah. it's a systematic process over time. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you're so amazing, and then you're so right. not. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one, one thing. Like, are you going to wear the, that shirt today? Mm -hmm. Are you going to wear those shoes? I wouldn't do that if that way if I were you. Right. You know, and then and then it changes over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that narcissists accept blame when it comes to <laughs> relationships? I absolutely don't think no? so. No. What's been uh, your experience? I deal with a lot of those in the professional world, right? So we manage money for a living and they will tell me how to do that all the time. And So you your know, clients when I'm not up they will tell you, know, they have you a certain level of expertise which yeah. You know, it's not nearly to what we do because we do it for a living. But then at the end of the day, they're still telling me how to do my job and they could do it better. So yeah. it's like, what did you even hire me for? Right. So can you yeah. all tell narcissists in your, in your yes. day to day and your professions yes. and what you do? Yes. Abs yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing the traits? Absolutely, and I would never want to be in your shoes of having a rough day in the financial field and then having to come back to a narcissist yeah. for their questions. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Everybody loves to talk about narcissists. <laughs> We're going to keep the discussion going with more friends of mine when we come back. Stay tuned. In Naperville, we know that community counts. In fact, it's in our name. As Naperville Community Television, we have the privilege of showcasing what makes this award-winning city a wonderful place to raise a family, to make a living, and to enjoy life's journey. That's why it's our mission to capture on camera those special moments that connect us. Those stories that impact our lives. Stories you won't see anywhere else. So watch Naperville Community Television on air, online, and on social media. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana. We are talking about narcissists and we've already discussed how to identify a narcissist and how to cope with a narcissist. Now we are talking about how to remove yourself from a narcissistic situation and how to heal. Joining me are my friends Dr. Sandy and my friend Anne. How are you guys? Very well, Good. thank you. Good. Yeah. So let's jump right in. Are narcissists opportunists? Absolutely. Yeah, they are good at sensing people's vulnerabilities and preying on those vulnerabilities. Um, and for some people, again, they don't have a choice in a relationship with a narcissist. As children, when you have parents who are narcissistic, they're groomed from get-go. 
So, Anne, you were raised by a narcissist. Yes, I was. Yeah. Both of my parents. Both of your parents were narcissists. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. Well, um, my father, he really wasn't really meant to be a father. He had no, no nurturing capabilities. He just was all in it for himself. And he was an only child, so I'm sure that his behavior was stemmed from that. Um, because uh, what I've experienced as a child is that he just pushed us aside. When children were to be seen and not heard, we constantly were in his way of wherever he wishes to go with his life. We weren't, we weren't part of his plan, if you will. And narcissists often have kids as extensions of themselves, right? They're trophies. Trophies. Look at my pretty children. And, um, you know, what happens in, with a narcissistic parent is that the narcissist's whims and desires come before the child's basic needs, such as, oh, like feeding you? Yes. Talk a little about that. My, uh, my mother kind of stopped taking care of us when I was in junior high. Wow. We didn't have lunches. We weren't clean every day when we went to school. It was pretty sad because my mother just focused on herself. It was all about herself. All about herself. So all she would feed herself, herself. Into the career and everything. She would feed herself but not feed her kids. She'd eat at work, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we had uh, very minimal food in the house. Mayonnaise, wow. bread. <laughs> so, so what do you rough. have to do to get away from a narcissist? I think the first thing is to, to really start to trust what you're feeling. Um, I think what happens is they groom you. you know, I know we've talked about grooming. Um, and they, they shred you, they tear you down. So you begin to believe that you're worthless. Mm. And uh, I always say to people, if something feels wrong, you're right. right? If, if this isn't feeling good, then you shouldn't be in it, you need to leave. So learning to trust that instinct. Right, mm. right. And giving that instinct credit, that, a voice to that instinct. And I, I think there is a lie that, especially women, uh, but I know men too, they believe that if they love someone enough, they can, they can heal them. If I just love this person more, maybe then they'll be good to me. If I just do this, and for a kid is, if I'm just a better kid, you know, if I try harder, yeah. Yeah. maybe. Um, and the fact of the matter is, people have to choose to heal. We yeah. can't love them into healing, as sad as that is. Yeah. And for narcissists, they love themselves so much, they're fine, yeah. you're the problem. Children of narcissists, feel if I if I'm just a better child, if I if I do better, if I'm smarter, faster, uh, prettier, better yep. student, better athlete, yep. you name it. Maybe then I'd have some control in the situation. See that the child's helpless. Yeah. Right? And in spouses, sp romantic relationships, if I'm a better cook or if I'm a better mm. uh, uh, a better spouse, if I if I clean more, if I buy more, if I lavish more, if I provide more, right. you know, I will I will get the love that I, that I need or that I desire or that I deserve. Mm -hmm. But yeah. nothing is ever good enough, is that right? That's right, yeah. Um, you're never gonna be able to you know, satisfy the ego of the narcissist, right? Um, and, and then I think what happens is a dynamic occurs where their victim, you know, they begin to, to judge their self-worth based on the feedback from the narcissist. I mean, all kids do that with parents. Yeah. but. Uh, you know, with narcissists, it, it's then pathological, right? Especially for adults in narcissistic relationships. It, it's different with kids because kids are so vulnerable. Yeah. You know, they, they don't have an adult way of looking at the world, obviously. Uh, they can't get away 
until they're adults, yeah. until they're 18. A lot yeah. of times when I work with kids who are with narcissists, we'll talk about uh, what do you need to feel some peace until you can get out? Yeah. You know? It's like, how are we going to get out as soon as possible? Talk, talk about that, about how do you find a temporary solution to cope with being with a narcissist? And then, you know, perhaps how do you, how do you set boundaries with a narcissist? Well, in my own personal experience, uh, identifying that it is a toxic situation. And once I did, I was luckily old enough to pursue my own life and, and to separate myself. And that was just the beginning. To separate is, is one of the most difficult things from your parents and um, to realize that they're not good people. They're not, they're toxic. They're not going to benefit you nurturing wise or even further on in your life. And you don't want them exposed to your offspring. You don't want them around your children to expose them to that same type of narcissistic behavior. I don't want them, my grandchildren, to even sense that type of behavior. I want them to always know that they're loved. And I didn't get that quite as much when I was growing up. But uh, yeah, as soon as I realized it was a toxic situation, I was able to identify some of the key factors and move forward. And that part, identifying the toxicity. Because yes. narcissistic relationships are toxic. Absolutely. 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 Narcissists, you know, they shred you. It's yeah, not like shred. they hurt you. You know, because everyone gets hurt in relationships, but the other person realizes they hurt you, they say, I'm sorry. The narcissist blames you. This is your fault. You're crazy. Mm. You know, you what's wrong with you? Right? It's all about right. you. It's all it's your all, fault. It's all your, your fault. problem. I'm fine. Yeah. And and you hear that constantly, you know, you start to believe it. And what happens then is that the person's self-esteem just is destroyed. And when people finally leave and they do come for therapy, you know, a, a lot of it is then it's like people have been brainwashed. And so it's deprogramming yeah. those messages yes. of you're a worthless fool. Have you found, you said a worthless fool, have you found incredibly talented people who oh. have been broken by narcissists? Yeah, I'm sitting next to one. Uh, yes, absolutely. And a lot of times what you see is that the children of narcissists become really high achievers. Uh, they often have terminal degree in their field. Anne was a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school. Yeah, just I survived. Remember. She had to get out and got her GED, and yeah. now she has a master's degree. Which That's is an awesome. example of what happens. Is, yeah. you know, terminal. They, they, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And the other thing is that I think you see with the children of narcissists that they work so hard to protect their children. Right. They're, they're kind-hearted. They don't want anybody else to suffer what they've suffered. Right. right? And, yeah. I, and I see that, too, with people who have had partners with narcissists when they leave. You know, they're just, they're just so conscious of the pain, and they don't want anybody else to suffer. How long can the process take? It's never-ending, yeah. for me, it's anyway. Healing. Because uh, right now, currently, my parents have chosen to separate themselves from me and calling me the estranged one. So it kind of hurts that they don't reach out to me, mm -hmm. but I know that it, once I reopen that door, that it's just all gonna start again, and I'm gonna be experiencing the narcissism, and I just do not wanna deal with that. Yeah. It's just not good for me health-wise, so I have to, it, the healing will go on yeah. forever until, until one of us is, or all of us are gone. But life is better. Life is definitely after. better for me and my family. Yep, yep. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you both joining me for this discussion about narcissists and your courage sharing your story and just all the work that you do for other people dealing with narcissists. While you cannot control who you encounter, 
you can control your reaction to them and how you let them into your lives. Many of us have encountered narcissists unbeknownst to us. I didn't realize that people close to me at different points in my life were narcissists until it was too late. Interactions with narcissists over time drain you physically, mentally, and financially. Learn to see the signs. Life is too short for toxic relationships, and you owe it to yourself to know when to set proper boundaries or to cut ties. When you have love and harmony in your life, you feel it, and it shows both on the inside and out, and that is a life worth living. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time.